What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another Langer Legends podcast. Today, we on the show, we have Lacey Devalier. She is the owner of Devalier Photography and Graphics. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. So uh, introduce yourself to my listeners and subscribers. Uh, explain a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm Lacey. I am born and bred in New Orleans. I finished high school at Ursuline Academy years and years ago. And then I left the city and moved to New York and I went to NYU. There I went to art school, did all kinds of stuff. We, I thought I was going to be a painter, but um, my first, second semester of art school, they basically said you had to take photography to graduate. So I took it and there basically begins a never ending love story. I switched my concentration from painting to photography and have pretty much never looked back. Now I am a wife, I'm a stepmother. I own Davalier Photography and Graphics, Davalier Branding, and then I also own my new company, About Town Social. So most of my life is dedicated to getting amazing images for people and to helping people market their businesses without being overwhelmed. All right, wow. So the one last class got you into photography. Mm-hmm. Yep, we had to take um, black and white film photography. We had to buy the camera, buy the film. And I remember being like, I don't want to buy this. I just want to paint. <laughs> and um, then I did my first photography assignment and I developed photos in a dark room. And that was literally it. It was like one of the most amazing things I'd ever experienced. And that was it. Uh, my teacher became my mentor. And I graduated in 08. By 09, I had opened up my first photography studio. All right. So <laughs> let the people know how hard it is to open up a photography studio, especially in New Orleans. <laughs> well, <laughs> got time? No. Yeah. Um, it is. So there's this saying that you'll never work harder for anyone else than you'll work for yourself. That's the truth um, for any business. Um, when I look at Davila Photography and Graphics, my name is on the front door. So anything that comes out of there pretty much comes from me, whether or not it did. So opening up the business was actually the opening part wasn't hard. That was me designing a logo in my apartment and saying, it's 2008, the economy is trash. There are no jobs. I'm just going to create my own job. Uh, sadly, at that point in time, I had no idea what it meant to own a business. I didn't know anything about taxes, about reporting. I didn't know anything about anything. I was 23 years old and had never really dealt with any of that kind of thing myself. Um, it was very difficult to get clientele and to really get going or rather to get enough clientele to support myself. The other difficult part was doing the things that I didn't know how to do. I had no idea how to price myself. I didn't know anything about that. So it was huge learning curves and it took a lot of time. But I would say that above all, the major difficulty was making sure that people knew that I was out there because it's pretty much impossible to make a full-time living only shooting people that you know. So it was utilizing the very limited funds that I had because I was 23 years old to let people <laughs> know that I was out there. I would say that was probably the most difficult part. But yeah, I, I won't lie. The first five years were rough. It was, um, am I eating cereal today or ramen? And being very grateful that my parents were willing to help me out with my bills and stuff because Lord knows it took a while to start making any real money. 
So, so that's, how, that's, that was the difficult part. So how did you start marketing yourself? Um, I was an early adapter of social media. So the first thing that I did was um, when the Facebook business page became a thing, I got that immediately. That was a big helper back then because it was before all of the algorithms changed. So pretty much if you mm -hmm. had a business page at all, people were seeing you. Um, the second thing that I did, again, it was the very beginning of Groupon. So Groupon looked a lot different back then. I did that and that got me out there. And I joined a BNI chapter and that was the last one because it was the best one. Um, it's a, I don't, in case people don't know what BNI is, it stands for business. Yeah, I was about to ask you, yeah. Huh? Yeah, I was just about to ask you, what is that? It stands for Business Networking International. There are chapters all over the world and basically it's a lockout organization. So if I'm in the group, I am the only photographer in the group. You actively look for referrals for each other and you refer each other business via word of mouth. Um, in New Orleans, that is key because I think everyone here knows everything in New Orleans is about who you know. So yes. that kind of allowed me to get into some space with people that I didn't know. It also allowed me to really get my business life together because I met people like accountants, payroll people who I wouldn't have met on a regular basis and who really like helped me get a lot of things together in addition to getting those referrals out there. So I would say my first year in BNI, my business almost doubled because I had people actively referring. And then from there, pretty much anytime I've made a change or anything, I started it there. And that's been my number one um, source of networking. BNI followed very closely by my social media presence. All right. That's cool. I never I never heard of BNI. That's very interesting. So, oh, yeah. uh, so we talked about huh? Okay. So uh, you talked about social media. So you want to talk about the social media aspect of your business? Sure. So um it kind of is twofold. So Daviler Branding, we take brand photos for people and we help them make plans for how to release said photos on social media, how to use them to engage with their clients, how to use them to up-level their brand feel and stuff like that so that they are actually connecting with their target market. The other company, About Town Social, actually sends you pre-done social media content every month. You get 30 photos taken by me, 30 captions, and then you also get hashtag suggestions. So the idea there is to keep you consistent on social media, because that's the thing. Social media can be a goldmine, but if you're not mm -hmm. consistent, it does nothing for you. So uh, the idea there is to have like a low cost entry to help people really get on there and get their feet wet. And then maybe your next step is going to some more personalized stuff, but that's to really get people used to the idea of planning and used to the idea of using social media and not just being on social media. Okay. So when you get a new client who's interested in uh, getting services with a social media package, how do you uh, guide them through the process? Like what, do you, what questions do you ask them? Depends on which one. So About Town Social itself, all of it is online. Um, you literally go to aboutsoundsocial.com, you sign up, and you immediately start receiving content. Of course, okay. if a person happens to have questions they need me to answer or something like that, I'm happy to answer them. It's normally via email, but really uh, doing that and doing different trainings and stuff so that people understand how to use it and how to make it work. I apologize for that. Um, and then your next one, so if it's 
to have a little branding, it's a lot more in depth. It's a series of, we're gonna get together. We're gonna talk about what you're trying to do. What do you have? What do you need? Um, which photo package is gonna be the best thing for you? Because it's very different depending on what kind of business you're running. A person who is selling candles probably needs a little bit of a different strategy than a person who's selling life coaching, in other words. So talking about what you're selling, who's your target audience and all of that jazz. And then from there, we're able to provide the images based on what it is that you want to post. So that one is very, very personalized and it takes a little bit longer to get up and running. But the idea in the end is the same. It's to have consistency of content and to constantly be engaging with your followers. Okay. So how do you, uh, how do you, uh, well, I guess, how do you advertise your business now? Do you utilize the social media platform that you are preaching right now? Yes, um, I am. My, so I preach having at least one main social media channel and one secondary one. For me, okay. the main one is Instagram. That's why I do the majority of my posting. That's where you're going to see me most of the time. My secondary is Facebook. I do still use Facebook a lot. Um, they are connected to each other, so I'm able to kind of go back and forth. But yeah, I mean, anytime that I have something going on, I generally put it out there on Instagram. I do have a pretty decent following, which is nice. And then I utilize those networking groups. I'm still in BNI. i I'm a board member for Fidelity Power, and I'm on my alumni board at Ursuline. So I also do utilize my connections, which if you think about it, all of that is the same whether they're in-person connections or online connections, the majority of my marketing just involves using people that I'm connected to. Okay. Well, that's, that's actually, I found out about you, about your, your Facebook advertisement. Yes. And I saw you, I was like, oh yeah, she looks pretty good in person in interview. So Thank that's how you. I got your information. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? It's Jared from the Land Your Legends Podcast, giving you some information about Forex trading. If you're unfamiliar with Forex, Forex is a Forex exchange, stock exchange, pretty much. All you do is trade on currency from around the world, four different Forex markets. If you want more information about getting into the Forex game, hit up my website at i.academy forward slash jma99. Again, that website is I am dot academy forward slash JMA nine nine nine. If you if you're unfamiliar with trading or forex, this website and this team will give you all the information and tools that you need to succeed. Um, you can utilize the tools. You can utilize the classes. You can utilize their membership. Their other members who are willing to assist you whenever you have any questions. It's like another community that's trying to make you money. It's another revenue stream. Always remember. A million that has seven streams of income. This can be another one for you. So, uh, what was your, what was that moment when your um, business was a huge success? You remember that? When you knew I can do this for life. You want the honest answer to that? When I knew I could do it for yeah. life. Yeah. Day one. No joke. Oh, really? Uh, I will say this to anyone. My family is legit. <laughs> so my parents raised someone who truly believed that I could do anything. So in college during Katrina summer, I had a job and I remember it was 7.30 to 3.30. And I mean, I was a college student, right? So I made more money than I had ever made in my life. 
I ended the summer with nothing to show for it. It was all spent at the nail salon, the mall, and Club Dreams. But I digress. Oh, Lord, Club Dreams. Wow. Club Dreams. I'm taking it okay. back. So, right? So, um, after that summer, though, the biggest thing that I remember thinking to myself was, I can never do this. I can never work nine to five for someone else. I don't care about the money. This is awful. And I can't do it. And so I thought I probably would do it for a few years after graduating college and that then I'd get my feet wet, open a business. But when I graduated, there really were no jobs, like especially not in the creative field. So I was like, I can either keep spinning my wheels or I can just do this. And so like from the day that I did it, I often tell people that there was not a plan B. There was not a fail safe. It was you're going to do this and you're going to succeed at it. You, you see um, the comment on the Facebook user? No, what they club said is you say club dreams left yes, all out. Yes. What <laughs> club dreams saw a lot of me back in those days. Um, it was, you know, in the days of Boosie and all them, we had too much fun. <laughs> and we got all of my money. <laughs> and my parents' money. But um yeah, so for me, there was never a plan B. So I always knew that no matter how rough things got, I kind of just always knew that it would come back and that I'd be fine. I would say the first moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm a success was probably when I signed my first school contract. Um, I signed it with uh, Sci Academy. And then the next one that I signed was with McDonald 35. It was the biggest contract that I had ever signed. At the time, I was a little bit over five years in business. So I had already made it through that first treacherous five years. And I remember signing that contract and saying to myself, I now understand how to sustain. I understand that I need stuff like this. And more importantly, I understand that I can get it. So that was probably that I'm successful moment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And how did, you, how did you get that contract? Was it a bid process or somebody you just did it for somebody and they recommended you for the contract? Um, no, basically the previous photographer was leaving and I kind of got that information through the grapevine because I knew the person who was doing their yearbook back then. So I got the information okay. really, it was probably me and two other people who got it at the same time. The person who had the schools were dropping three schools serendipitously all three of us went to three to different schools. I went to 35, mm -hmm. one person went to the other school, one person went to the other school. Um, there was a little bit of overlap at first, but when all the chips settled, I wound up with 35. I was the first person to okay. bid it and it wound up going through. So it was it was a good, okay. good yeah. Okay, that's cool. All right, so uh, since we're in the middle of a pandemic, how mm -hmm. has COVID um, affected your business operation so far? Um, well, it's been a lot of up and down. So first things first, which was that, you know, no matter what the situation is, you always want to look for some kind of a blessing in it. COVID in the beginning completely shut our studio down. Um, we were not allowed to operate or anything like that. And we're a service-based business. So I'm not going to lie to anybody. That was scary. Um, there were moments where it was like, oh my gosh, what, what are we going to do if we can't take pictures of people? So, um, there were lots of pivots, lots and lots of pivots. I also found myself with something that I hadn't had in a really long time. It's this super valuable asset. I bet you know what it is. Time. <laughs> I finally yes. found some time. The one asset in the world. 
the one that you can't get more of. And so I have been really burning the candle from both ends. I mean, I was grinding. And so COVID stopped that in its tracks. Suddenly it was like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. So I had been wanting to get About Town Social off the ground. That first month finally allowed me enough time and enough space to actually get it done. So COVID is partially responsible for launching a whole nother company um, and the pivot that came from it. <laughs> and then other than that, we moved out of our really big studio, realized that there's a lot of stuff that we can do from home. We moved into a smaller space that is working out really, really well. And that is very nice. It um, So COVID, it, it did, I won't lie. In the beginning, it completely like flattened my business. Also because, let's be honest, in uncertain times, it's hard for someone to say, let me spend money on advertising photography, but I'm not allowed to open. I don't know if I'm going to have customers again. So <laughs> when you consider it that way, and then when it came to the other kind of photography, who was letting their children out at the beginning of the pandemic? <laughs> no one. So the first pivot was that we went on ahead and said, we need to finish up seniors. Because this hit smack dab in the middle of when our senior dates would have been. So we went on ahead and scheduled those in a socially distant way. Um, shout out to City Park for really being there for us during that time. And so we were able to, um, to set up to photograph them. Then the next of it was exactly that um, training more than anything in lifestyle photography. So I just went ahead and went with it. I started really, again, a service that already existed, but I started really promoting our product subscription service because, again, during COVID, you couldn't come in but you could mail me your products and I could take great photos of them because if there was ever a time you need to be on social media, ever a time that your marketing photos need to be on point, now is that time. People are literally scrolling on their phones all day. We have 3.6 billion people in the world who buy online and up to 90% of those people make decisions based on how those items look. So... Um, wow. I, was, yeah, I, I did not know that. Oh yeah, it's well, it's a huge market, but there's a lot of shadesters out there, right? Who are like selling and you don't know where you're putting your credit card number. So all those people are there. They're ready to buy, but they can be really, really hard to convince and to convert. And one of the things that converts them is if your presence is professional. If you have dark, unprofessional photography, immediately where the mind goes is, what kind of company is this? Am I ever actually going to get these bracelets? They start to think <laughs> that. And then you go, you know, say I'm on Etsy or something. I just click on the next shop over that has everything you have, but their stuff looks more professional. Who am I buying from? Go with them. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so that's really what it did. It just caused us to pivot move things around a little bit. But at the end of the day, like I'm an entrepreneur. That's the spirit that's in me. And that's what it's going to be. <laughs> Whatever that needs to look like at certain points in life is what it needs to look like. And you just got to be willing to take a breather, go for a walk, make some new decisions and pivot around. And that's pretty much okay. exactly what it is. Okay, good. So um, being an entrepreneur and having three businesses at once, um, how's your work-life balance? 
being a mom and a business owner and a, um, and a wife. And wife, yes, that one's important. Um, right. <laughs> so I have a really great friend of mine. She's a therapist. She's with a company called Sala Chateau and she actually went to Ursuline as well. She preaches a work-life blend instead of a balance. Now for a business owner like me, this is brilliant because I don't really see balance. My life is not the Libra scales and it won't be. There will be moments in time when I might work six days straight for 10 hour days, but then there may be times when I wanna, and I've done this before, take a 14 day trip to Europe and don't work at all. <laughs> My schedule is mine for better or for worse. So basically what I do is I hour block which is basically, instead of just making a list of tasks, you say to yourself from this time to this time, I'm gonna do this. What it does is it forces you to think about how long it really takes you to do something, right? So you don't have a list of 20 things and you only got through four. If you can only get through four things in the day, those four things are the only thing that go on the hour block list. The mind is a funny and a tricky thing. If you check off four things on a four item list, that's a win for your mind. Like you feel like you've accomplished something. If you check off four things on a 20 item list, you feel like you're behind. So it's really that it's being very, very organized about time and also just understanding like what's important. Like anybody can tell you about me. I don't work on Sundays, period. You can try to get in touch with me. You will not. I will leave the text message unread. I'm not answering the email until tomorrow. I do not work on Sundays. Um, family is important. You know what I mean? Self-care is important. So when it comes to how to not go insane when you're running that many things, is certain stuff to understand. Your inbox will never be empty. There will always be something there to do. And therefore, I'm not like curing cancer over here or curing COVID. If somebody needs to wait, they can wait. So it's kind of like learning to understand because my time is important too. And any entrepreneur, your time is important too. And in the beginning of a business, a lot of the times we put everyone else's time and what they need up here and we put ourselves way down here. And that's what causes you to fall out of whack. So I know that was a really roundabout answer, but I hope that that got to (laughs) Now that answered the question. That answered the question. What's going on, y'all? It's Jared from the Land Young Legends Podcast. Thank y'all for listening to the podcast. Make sure you are subscribed, like, follow, leave a rating. Do everything you need to get the message out about the Land Young Legend Podcast. We appreciate you all listening. Enjoy the show. All right. So since you've been in... Um, photographer so long and graphics. Um, what are the do's and don'ts if somebody working in the industry? Okay, um, don't underprice yourself. Don't give away the okay. kitchen sink for 20 bucks. Um, for a few reasons. It's not good for you. In the end, you will end up feeling overworked and used, and that's not fun. Secondly, it's not good for our industry as a whole. Um, if you and I sell supposedly the same thing, but you sell it for $50 and I sell it for $100. What does that tell a customer? The Mm. truth is, I'm probably better at it. (laughs) I probably have a lot (laughs) of stuff going on. Like, for example, in my case, I have a staff. 
and you get your stuff on time and you get impeccable customer service, but I have to pay for said staff. So I am going to be a little bit more expensive than some other people. Um, but when people sell things for way under budget, it's generally because it's not their top um, income earning thing. So it's not their only job and it's not their top one. And that's fine, but it drags the value of the entire industry down. So step one is for you, for me, and for everyone in between, do not underprice yourself. <laughs> Do's include, um, make sure that you have sample images. You need a portfolio um, to, and I learned this the hard way, definitely. Because again, having gone to NYU, a lot of our training was in lighting. So I could always shoot product photography. Um, the first time I tried it, I was like, all right, got it. I can do this because I know lighting. And that's pretty much what makes for really good product photos. But at first, I couldn't book anyone because I had absolutely no samples of that kind of work. So when I talk about the niche down, niche down into the things that you really want to do and get some samples. I'm also going to say step three, don't do anything for free unless you can't avoid it. Um, when you're trying to get those samples, you can tell people that you'll get a certain amount for free, but the rest of it has to be paid for. You have to be valued. Photography is subjective. Um, those are the don'ts. And I said the do, which was to get a portfolio, um, separate your personal from your business. That's your accounts, your phone numbers, your emails, all of it. You don't want all of that stuff going to the same place because sooner or later when you become a really big success, you want to make sure that everything is set up properly for government purposes and for the purposes of when someone decides to call your business at 10 o'clock at night with the plan of leaving a message, you don't want that to be your cell phone. <laughs> so, and uh, people do that because they'll call when they think about it like oh I know no one's going to answer but I'll just leave a message but if oh, that's your cell phone, phone. That cell phone just rang I mean I know this because it happened to me in the very beginning of my business my first year doing a big push for seniors somehow my personal phone number ended up on Google instead of my business <laughs> phone number all hours of the night calls on calls and all they ever did was leave a message their plan was that whenever someone got into the office they'd respond but my phone was ringing off the hook at five and six o'clock in the morning so make sure that you separate everything and um believe in yourself at the end of the day there's a famous quote that says that whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't you are absolutely right so always be positive and believe in yourself and believe that you can achieve the things that you want to achieve all right. You said something earlier when you were saying uh, price yourself. Do you use a certain equation to uh, calculate your, pro your, your prices that you charge? Because that's, uh, that's, that's huge for most business, beginning business owners. They don't know how to price themselves correctly. It's rough. Um, and <laughs> I actually have done workshops and stuff that helped me with it. That did come with like workshops, with worksheets, excuse me, that I could plug things into. But if you want to know the God's honest truth of how I price myself, my wonderful husband is a math genius. I don't price okay. myself anymore. <laughs> but the biggest thing I guess that I can give you, um, consider your time. The mistake that a lot of people make when they're pricing themselves and how they end up underpriced is that you undervalue your time. Consider how long it actually takes you to do something and what that time is worth. 
And that's going to help you be able to price things because if you're only pricing it based on, okay, this is what it costs for me to fulfill this order, like what it physically costs, you've covered your costs, but you will never thrive and make money because what you have not covered is the time that you're spending. So that was when Luke and I first got together, that's my husband. That was the advice that he gave me. Um, he looked at my price list and he was like, I see what you did here and you did a really great job with your formula. He's like, the only thing you forgot to account for was you. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's the biggest piece of advice that I can give. Always know your materials costs, always. Because if you don't know what something costs, you don't know what you can sell it for. You don't know what kind of a sale you can run. Like everybody's running a 10% off sale. I want to run a 10% off sale. Do you have a 10% margin to run that sale and not end up upside down. You need to know that. But more than anything, don't forget to include your time. Your time, as we said earlier, is your most valuable asset. All right, yeah, that's, that's good information to know right there. <laughs> All right, so um, I got another question for you. So sure. how 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 is it when you uh, um, building like a photo shoot? Is it a uh, you go depending on the person, the places? Like how hard is it to do a photo shoot? Because I've been in photo shoots. Sometimes they were good. Sometimes it was annoying as hell. How do you recommend for your clients the best photo shoot? So, it, so I'll first say this. Every photographer you talk to will answer this differently. Um, photography is art, it is subjective. We all feel differently about the way to do it. For me personally, I am a type A, I'm a high DI personality. I believe in planning. <laughs> I believe in planning a photo shoot as much as possible so that when you get there, the big thing is that everyone knows what they're doing so everyone can be relaxed. Nobody's running around like a crazy person wondering what's gonna happen. Everyone already knows. So making sure that you plan in the beginning, which means do a loose shot list, especially if you're talking about commercial photography. Commercial photography needs to yield certain results and pretty pictures are not the results. They have to be pictures that are actually going to be able to market you and sell you, which means that you have to have a plan of what those photos are gonna end up being. Now, anytime you're on a shoot, depending on the person, depending on the mood, depending on the vibe, you are gonna get some things that you did not plan for, which is great. Like always, you know, allow the flow to take over at some point, but you never want to leave a shoot having not gotten what you went there for. So I believe in sitting down with clients beforehand. If it's a portrait client, we're sitting down and talking about what do you want from this shoot? Do you want a canvas? Do you want a wall collage? Do you want a book? Because those are, those are very different ways to shoot once I know what I'm shooting for. If it is a commercial client, who's our target audience? What are your brand colors? What's the feel on your website? What are we selling? Who are we selling it to? Um, social media client. What are we selling? Who are we selling it to? Who are you talking to on here? So that's all of it goes into making sure that you do those plans. And that makes for a much better experience and also have a backup for the backup for the backup. 
Uh, New Orleans weather <laughs> is infinitely terrible at all times. So if your shoe plan is to be outside, you have to have a backup. And that backup is either we're going to keep this shoot the same day and we have a contingency rain location, or that backup is the mutual understanding between you and the client that you want these photos outside. So if it is raining, then we will have to reschedule making sure that everyone on board understands that fact, that if it rains, if anything is wrong, this is getting rescheduled. So that's pretty much like planning. And planning can also go into set building. It can go into all of those kinds of things. But no matter what kind of photo session you're doing, having an actual plan when you walk into it is going to make it a lot more successful. Okay. That's good. All right. So, uh, being that we are uh, persons of color, um, have you had a, had any issues or somebody canceled their photo shoot after realizing that you were uh, African American? That I know of, I have not. That's not to say that it's never happened. Um, that's mm. to say that no one has ever physically said to me, this is why I did that. Um, okay. No one has ever said, I just don't wanna work with people who look like you. Um, right. I'll be honest with you because I run a personal brand my face, my sister's face, my husband's face is everywhere. So right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so before you book with us, you know the you situation are. that you're walking into. So kind of like by having that personal brand, I weed those people out in the beginning. <laughs> if you're not trying to work with this kind of a company, you're not even gonna call because there's <laughs> I mean, you go to our website and what do you see? My hand is the first thing on right. the website. So, so yeah um yeah like i said i'm sure that there are people who feel like that and sad times for them they've probably missed out on really good photos but right. i have not necessarily <laughs> okay all right so uh what do you see the future of your business where you want, want your businesses to go to grow um currently i see us moving a lot more towards um the brand photography side, a lot of luxury brand photography. I see us doing, having like boutique satellite locations in a few other places um, so that we can work with other companies that aren't necessarily in New Orleans. We do already have a few clients that are outside of the city, but kind of saying, where's the next place that we want to set up shop? And then on the end of About Town Social, same thing. We're going to franchise out to different locations. Right now, all of it is Louisiana, I'll say New Orleans slash Louisiana based. And that's really what makes it different than other any other stock service is that you are getting images based on things that you can actually talk to other local people about. Okay. Sooner or later, there will be about town socials in other locations. So they won't be like this one. They'll be based on those. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of the next moves that we're making. And on the portrait end, I would probably like to start doing a few more seniors, maybe get one more school contract. We've spent a lot of time and a lot of money on COVID preparedness and making sure that we're keeping everybody safe. So the mm -hmm. hope is to be marketing that and to make sure that people know that you can get these memories, you can get this stuff done and you can do it safely. Okay. All right. That's good information. All right. So how is it working with family um, in your business? I find that very, very interesting. People ask me that all the time. Um, 
It's honestly, it's great. Um, my sister and I have worked together for forever. We're very close. We also have very opposite personalities and that helps a lot. Um, it's okay. harder to be with people who you are very similar to all the time. But, you know, we can kind of help each other see things in different ways. And then even more so than that, we we like to do different things. Like, I'm not a back of the house kind of person. I'm really not. Like, our running joke is that I'm the person who's like, step one, bright idea. Steps two through five, question. Step six, all domination and takeover. I'm not a steps kind of person. Um, my sister is. So, and so is my husband. So when I come out with the big bright idea, like we should do this, they're kind of there to balance it and say, okay, great. This is what we need to do to get there. I can't really imagine not working with my family. Um, I, I love it. So we don't really have like the family feud issues that I've heard that other people have when they... Um, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your time. Please let my listeners and subscribers know where can they follow you on your social media platform. What's your website? This is your website right here. So that's one. <laughs> that's davalier.com. There's also davalierbranding.com. And then there's abouttownsocial.com. On Instagram, if you want to know everything that I'm doing among the three companies, you can follow me at Lacey, L A C Y D. And then Davalier, Lacey D. Davalier, D-A-V-I-L-L-I-E-R. Um, that's first name, middle initial, last name. That's kind of going to get you to everything. If you want to follow the portraits, those are at DPG NOLA. And if you want to follow the branding studio, that's at DPG Branding. And they go across the platforms. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, just remember, y'all, please share, like, uh, repost this video. Gotta get the knowledge out, represent us so people like us can see that we do things like this. All yes. right. Thank you for coming on the show. Any last words? No, I mean, I guess the only thing that I'll say is like, whatever you wanna do, get out there and do it. We're living in some really interesting times right now. And I think that all of us are learning that safety, freedom, and having your own time is paramount. So if I can help anybody out, you can always catch me on Instagram and hopefully all of y'all are out there living the dream. All right. Remember y'all, y'all stay safe. Always wear your mask, sanitize and wash your hands, practice social distancing, and please, <laughs> here you go, please, you got it. And please, 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 Matt, wear your mask. Yes. I'm, I'm, every time I go somewhere, I'm actually in the gym, I see people don't wear masks. Like, I don't even understand it. But please wear your mask, mask up, protect others. All right. Thank y'all for listening. We out. Peace. All right. Bye. This is Jared from the Lanyon Legends Podcast. Please check us out on all social media outlets at Lanyon underscore legends on Instagram, at Lanyon Legends at Twitter, at Lanyon Legends on Facebook. Uh, hit us up on all outlets. See y'all next time. Thank you for tuning in for the podcast.